addiction. International terrorism. Freeway killers. Babes in Toyland. Now, more than ever, it's it is important, important to remember the, the true, true meaning of, of Christmas. Hey, everybody. Producer Dale underscore A here. And I just wanted to start the podcast by saying we really did it this time, haven't we? The choice was left to the villagers. And unfortunately, one of our own had to be the tiebreaker in this mess. It's not his fault that Babes in Toyland was picked. The fact that it was one of the top three choices for 70 millimeter to end this cursed year. It's like poetry. But these guys, these hosts, they're professional. They look past this and they put together quite an episode for you sweet folks to listen to this holiday season. I hope we can all learn from this. We certainly have taken what we've learned internally and are workshopping on how to do better and how to handle situations like these. When prompted to create magic out of something like Babes in Toyland, the bottom line is we've learned something from this. So if anything is a positive, that's what we need to focus on here. And you're still going to be entertained no matter what. And just look at the bright side. At least one of the guys didn't have to pick apart a Christmas story. I don't think anybody could handle that. Not this year. So let it be. Carry on for the birds and leave it at that. We're moving past this episode. We're moving past and looking forward into another great year of 70 millimeter. On a serious note, happy holidays to everyone who have supported the show. Danny, Protolexis, and Slim are completely driven, and it's all thanks to the VHS Villagers. Whether you're a patron or not, it means a ton that you guys support and listen week in and week out. So for that, happy holidays, happy new year, and here is to a much, much better 2021. Love you. Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70 Millimeter, a podcast for film lovers. Every Monday, I'm joined by famous artist Danny Haas. I didn't write a list. I told you this was there's this movie was not worthy of taking any notes down. And writer poet Protolexis. Well, like, why does anybody have a mortgage in Toyland? Why is that like the crux of what's going on? Her shoe has a mortgage. And together as friends forever, we discuss recently watched movies. Later in this episode, as voted by our Discord, we're focusing on Babes in Toyland from 1986. Is this the end of the podcast as we know it? Stay tuned. You heard it to start the episode. Let's just get right into it. The, the vibe right now for this episode is similar to that of like when you're walking to a funeral. Mm. You know, just the kind of feelings that you're going through for Babes in Toyland as voted by the Discord. You know, we have a Discord you can join if you head to our Patreon, four bucks a month, talk movies, get discounts on merch, 20% off. It's well worth it, IMO. Uh, but this episode, we're going to be talking about Babes in Toyland starring Keanu Reeves. Drew Barrymore. We're going to get into it, but I want to get a pulse of the room real quick. Oh, okay. Uh, Proto, before we even get to the segment, you know, maybe it's something, I don't know if you've been dreading, looking forward to, 
do you want to just give the pulse for this podcast? The pulse. Um, you know, at times someone can appear dead, mm. but still have a heartbeat. Can't be detected. Breath can't be recognized by conventional means. Um, <laughs> but life is still there. That's where I feel like we're, we're at right now. People might think this, this could be the end or, you know, could be dead, but I think, I think there's still a little bit of life in us mm. and I think we'll get through this. There's been a lot of talk on social media. Is this the end? You know, not just a discord voting for movies, but in the, the podcast in general, Danny, you've probably been getting DMS, um, not because of your star Wars celebration art and stuff, but mainly about mm-hmm. babes in Toyland this week. I won't check those DMS. There's no way I'm talking to anybody privately about this movie besides <laughs> you through. Not possible. Oh gosh. Caleb says in discord, the room is dead. This mm-hmm. art's predicting an episode at 30 minutes, including voicemails. That's never happened before <laughs> in a full episode. Could this be the one? Uh, we mentioned Danny's big celebration art. You can get that. I think oh. we linked to it. Um, I don't even know if it's going to be available by the time this episode posts. So it's on you if you missed out. But uh, we also mentioned last week, we sold out of the director's set of pins. You can still get individual pins for right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe by the time this episode posts, they'll be sold out. I don't know. But if you did want to get a discount on those pins, you can do so at patreon.com slash 70mm. We got a a big show. You know, it's the first time I ever said that and it felt like a lie. But Frodo, what did you watch this week? Uh, In between Babes and Toyland, I was able to watch one movie. I was able to continue my alien journey and watch the fourth installment Alien Resurrection, mm. starring, of course, Sigourney Weaver, Queen, Winona Ryder, mm. and um, one, uh, what's his face, Ron Perlman. <laughs> this was in you know 1997, so this is my first viewing of this. I have finally completed the quadrilogy of Alien. Um, I gave it three stars. I. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was good. I, the thing having now watched four of them sequentially in the past four months, the thing that's most striking to me is how they were able to continue to evolve the story, uh, and, and take it in new and interesting and compelling directions while I don't, you know, this doesn't have the same writers throughout all of these or the same, it's directed by a different person, each movie, but there's still like this, um, this thread between all of them of just continuing Ripley's story mm-hmm. in really, uh, fascinating ways. And this, I, this is a pretty bold, uh, direction. This story goes in. Um, I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. it if anybody hasn't seen it. Um, but uh, really cool ideas and extremely dark portions of this movie uh, that I wasn't expecting. I was like, well, like I was like taken aback at some of the stuff that was going on on screen. I mean, I love it. I thought it was like, wow, this is really bold, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I loved it. Um, but it, it does have some, some like wacky goofiness gave me some like bad nineties action movie vibes yeah. at certain points that I was like, ugh. This I could have done without going in this direction. I, I wish it would have stayed a little bit more, I don't know, like sober or I don't know, serious in some mm-hmm. ways. 
Um, but I had a fun time and I would mm-hmm. definitely watch this again. Probably another 10 years. I'll watch, watch them all again. Mm. I just had to pull up mine. I gave it four stars. So I enjoyed this too. Cause I had just recently done my first alien watch through maybe last year. Uh, and I thought this was pretty fun. Is this the Joss Whedon one? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Disgraced Joss Whedon. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he did just get canned because of that justice league investigation. You know, that we'll let the course decide, but disgrace probably safe to say. Uh, <laughs> did you know uh, part of that? This was the director of Amelie. Yeah, I did. Holy yeah. Mo- I was like, I whoa, that's that. nuts that it's, that it's him directing this. Uh, you can kind of you get a sense of it. I feel like there's some of these actors are also French and Ron you know, maybe he pulled this in. Yeah. Ron <laughs> noticed Stupid French. Actor. Is he the white Idris Elba? He's in a lot of stuff. <laughs> He's in like, you throw a shoe what? in a video store, you're going to hit a Ron Perlman movie. I watched a Guillermo del Toro movie. He was in it too. He's in, is he in every Guillermo movie? Oh, well, yeah. Those two. Uh, no. They're like, you know, thick as thieves. Peas in a pod. Yeah. Uh, Caleb in Discord, when the xenomorph puts its tongue through that guy's head. Spoilers. I will say, first of all. Is it a tongue? Uh, it's something. Uh, I will, I'm not sure if we mentioned it yet on the show, but Caleb in Discord does a podcast with a friend of ours, Jim Lynn, specifically about Transformers, Lost Light. Uh, so oh, if you're baby. a Transformers fan, by all means, check out their podcast. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. But the aliens in this movie, I thought it looked awesome compared to Alien mm-hmm. 3. They like the, the way that they had them hidden in a containment unit and like came out of the shadows and stuff. Every shot with the aliens looked awesome, I thought. Way better than the last movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. M- much better. Yeah, the, the effects looked really good. I mean, they looked just like completely uh, BA. The, the, when they're in that containment tank, the three of them, mm-hmm. and the dude is up against the glass. Whew, man, that is like, like I was like nervous watching that, that, mm. that scene. But it just, I mean, it looked amazing on the glass. Farah says wife came in and I forgot Pratt was talking about Alien 4 and thought this was his Toyland take. And I was stunned. <laughs> Just a reminder, right around the corner, Babes in Toyland, which you can watch on Prime Video if you want to hurt yourself. Uh, by all means, <laughs> watch that film for the holiday season. Uh, any other movies you wanted to talk about, Proto, this week? No, that's that's all I got to. I had a busy week. Mm. Danny, it's time. Mm. Casey and I fired up one of our uh, f- Christmas movies we hadn't seen in a while. We watched The, fam- uh, the Family Stone, uh, which is a favorite of ours. It's very good. It's heavy ish. Some people like it. Some people don't. I gave it four stars. Um, it's just kind of like a son bringing home the daughter to meet the family. Mm. Kind of it's plays, it plays up in the, a little bit like a comedy and there's some funny parts in it, but it's a little bit more heavy. Uh, some of the stuff that it's talked about, I won't spoil too much of it. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy the cast a lot. Um, it's a lot of fun. I, I did a rewatch also this week of Fellowship of the Ring extended cut. Mm. Wow. Um, one of the few absolutely perfect movies ever created. Um, I love Alleged. that film quite a bit. Uh, and then I continued my Jimmy Stewart love fest and watched yeah. Anatomy of a Murder. And it's so good, you guys. I really wish you guys would watch it. 
I, I see it on it. your watch lists. <laughs> um, I need you guys to watch it at some you know, point. Every, every time I, I hear courtroom drama, I'm just immediately turned off mm-hmm. from a movie. Is that, is that a mistake? It's not a mistake. I'm with you on that. But Jimmy Stewart as a lawyer is amazing. Uh, he's def- he's uh, defending a guy who killed a guy for raping his wife. Um, so it's, it's really interesting. And it's mm-hmm. very good. Um, and Jimmy's amazing in it. So I gave that a solid four stars. Wow. And besides Babes, that's all I watched this week. Can you imagine an LOTR month on 70 millimeter? I dream about it. Can you imagine it? Maybe that's like a Patreon exclusive, you know, to entice people to join mm. up like Kenneth did this week at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash 70 mm. We had a threshold. <laughs> I'm I'm into it, you know? I would be into an LOTR month. We just got to mm. settle the debate about which versions to watch, We, you know? We, we know what versions to watch, okay. There's been a lot of debate online about what's There's the been definitive no version. I heard that like, some of these movies have like 50 minutes of post-credit scenes to get these LOTR one ring. You've been listening to other podcasts. Bat Matt. and Spider told me that, the Low Rent uh, Movies podcast. Mike R in Discord says, start with the animated Hobbit. Listen, Mike, to pull the curtain back, I tried months ago to suggest that as a movie, and I got shot down We all in tried. DMs. Harder than there, I've ever been shot down. Listen, the there just, shot us down. there's just movies I'm afraid to do with you, Matt. I just got to be honest. Listen, what if I do a sacrificial offering for RoboCop one month? You know? if um, Sacrificial, what? I offer up Peter up on a platter Murph for this show think about it wait I'm, I don't I'm, even understand what you're offering right now you're <laughs> offering not to do a movie Is no I'm offering saying? to do <laughs> to one of my do. top fours to try to you know do an exchange oh. <laughs> like I'll I'll put myself out there if uh, to get Danny to put himself out there if you want him come and claim him <laughs> <laughs> see that's what I'm talking about Matt <laughs> That's what I'm talking it's about. A little insight into our late night apex uh, comms. Uh, we need to we need to keep moving here if we're going to get this into a 30 month. minute episode with Babes in Toyland, or we Real- just keep doing this. Real quick, and 15 <laughs> minutes of Babes, right around the corner. Uh, just a, let me quick look at my movies that I watched this week. To the shock of no one, I watched a lot of movies this week. Uh, I watched Sound of Metal. A lot of buzz about that movie. I enjoyed that. I gave that four stars. I went into the Prime Video archives. Prime Video is like my, you know, local VHS store. They'll have like just about anything in the worst quality possible on Prime Video and I'll be into it. Watch Mm. Wall Street again with uh, Charlie Sheen and Michael Douglas. Doesn't hold up as well as I remember. And then I went and watched the sequel starring uh, Shia LaBeouf, similarly disgraced actor. Money Never Sleeps. It was terrible. Made me wonder if Oliver Stone has any talent left in his body. That's how bad it was. Mm. But the main thing I'd probably want to talk about is I watched The Prince of Tides. You ever heard about this? You seen Mm -hmm. this? Uh, I have not seen it, no. Barbara Streisand uh, and an actor by the name of Nick Nolte. How'd you fall into this one, Matt? Um, It's a good question. I thought this was a Discord recommendation at one point. And I must have been looking at like a a letterbox list on 
movies that were nominated for Best Picture because this was nominated like seven times that year and Best Picture wow. was one of them. It didn't win. And <clears throat> I know of it because it's been uh, homaged several times in The Simpsons. And I, but I've never seen the movie. I just know the Simpsons jokes about it. Oh, so this is on the Criterion Channel app, which I recommend, even though the app is kind of confusing to sort through. And uh, Babs, I, I really like Babs in this movie. She plays a psychologist. Nick Nolte plays a Southern boy with a terrible accent uh, who's trying to visit his suicidal sister who is in the care of Babs. And she's having a hard time finding out what happened with this sister. So she asks for his help. Like, can I ask you questions about your childhood to, to help me get to the bottom of this? Like, you won't be my patient. You'll be helping me. Hmm. And his marriage is kind of in a really bad spot. So was hers. So through the course of this movie, they kind of like, you know, in a fantastical romantic way, help each other's marriage by having an affair. Um, and it like also shows like the, the terrible upbringing that they had. I give it three stars. So it's not amazing. I can't believe it was nominated for best picture, but it's based on a book. So I imagine the book was really good. As I was watching, I was like, this is probably a really good book. Mm. So that's also on Pluto TV. If anyone is looking for another alternative to uh, check it out. Caleb says the best Nick Nolte is Warrior. Never heard of that. Is that a movie? Writing it down. The box boxing movie. Oh yeah. Oh god, no. Man, the letterboxed profile photo of Nick Nolte is atrocious. Look at that right now. Speaking of letterboxed, if you share the show on social media, you're entered to win a free year of Letterbox Pro, which is uh their upgraded account. You get no third party ads, you get ads taken away, you get uh, personalized stats. And a new feature that they just launched is if you have a movie in your watch list and you have your favorite streaming services set up, um, like for instance, I had Rafiki still on my watch list from the recent Synonauts episode and it just got added to Hoopla. So I got a push notification and an email saying that Rafiki was available on one of my services. So Amazing. Uh, amazing feature. Absolutely an amazing feature. So this week's winner for a pro account is Steve J. Bowden on Twitter. Congratulations, Steve. Congrats. Congrats. Also, if you want to just sign up for pro or uh, patron status on Letterboxd, you can get it 20% off on 70mmpod.com. So by all means, support Letterboxd, uh, support the things you love, and we love Letterboxd. Is it time? No. Babes in Toyland, just to reiterate, you know, this, was, this is a, res a direct result of putting this show in the hands of uh, our... VHS Village supporters, the village, the patrons of this show, they took it upon themselves to put this up there. Babes in Toyland, 1986. It's available on Prime Video right now. Um, let's just, enough. You know, let's just stop beating around the bush. Proto, what is this? Enough. What is this movie? It's Christmas Eve in Cincinnati, and Lisa has a lot to worry about. Her mom and brother are stuck in a blizzard and her sister Mary is being harassed by her boss. Lisa races to tell her sister to come home, but on the way back, Keanu Reeves drives double the speed limit, sending Lisa out of the trunk and straight into Toyland, a land filled with storybook characters, a toy master, 
and a nasty curmudgeon named Barney, Barnaby Barnacle. Poor Mary Contrary is about to marry Barnaby to save her mother's house. But Lisa Sinsiewatski is not having it. A battle of wits and perseverance transpires as the fight for Toyland rages on with Barnaby and his army of miscreants on one side and Lisa and the inhabitants of Toyland on the other. Babes in Toyland. a good show folks thanks everyone for being here uh, we're just gonna mm-hmm. skip the voicemails uh next week Proto's peck <clears throat> listen i didn't think it was gonna be this bad you know i thought mel in discord i just want to point out that mel is direct i'm holding her directly responsible for this mm-hmm. peck uh she's not even in discord right now she's mia she know full well we're recording tonight mm-hmm. she's mia she know <laughs> I thought this was just going to be like one of those fun, bad movies. Same. You know, you got Keanu and Drew on the cover. I'm like, okay, these these two are going to get into some kind of weird hijacks in like Santa's South Pole, North Pole, North Pole. <laughs> uh, Santa's North Pole, little, you know, house building toys. Snow everywhere. Maybe Keanu's an elf for all I know. Prado, what, what's, what's like the first thing on your list? What's the main thing that comes to mind when, when you're starting to go through our round table segment for this movie. Uh, well, along with that, I, the thing I noticed first is I don't know when I came to this realization, but I saw somewhere that it said that this was a made for TV movie. And at that point, that's when, that's when the lights were going off in my head <laughs> saying, Oh, this isn't a movie. This is a TV movie. This is something different. Did we know uh, that going into this? I did I not know. going. I, I did I know. not know that by the time we picked this. Um, so I was worried because this is like, I was trying to think of like a comparison. Um, you know, if you have like Disney world and six flags, um, there's like, there's like theme parks that are like mom and pop versions that like you can find in like weird corners of, you know, your state that are run by, I don't know, like, you know, a crew of 20 people or whatever. (laughs) This is the movie version of that because yeah, you're saying there's no talent. I think the problem with this is there's no budget. Mm. Like this shouldn't have been, you shouldn't try to make a TV, a TV version of this movie with this budget. Um, Cause it just looks ridiculous. Yeah. This, you could say this is a Christmas movie, you know, not from Disney, but maybe like Hershey park presents mm. babes in Toyland, or, right. you know, six yes. flags presents. <laughs> like then you start to get, get an expectation of what you're getting into in this movie. It looks like it was even filmed in the back of a six flags. Yeah. In the, in, you know, totally. a, an area that hasn't even been, you know, done over yet. There's dirt everywhere. There's barely any grass. They haven't renovated it. And they start to build these little huts, the toy huts. Um, Danny, what about you? What, what's going through your mind right now? I, I, I don't know. 
I, I feel like I've, I, cause I was like the deciding vote that I've made a, I, I mean, I know I made a wrong choice. I know that as a fact right now. <laughs> um, but man, there was so much promise coming into this. I was really excited to see young Keanu. This was our third Drew Barrymore movie, by the way. <laughs> uh, for the record. What's the second one? Besides Scream. Scream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, let's just talk about the beginning of this film. When that boss man was talking to Mary, was that her real na- other name too? The way he talked to her, I was, I was, I knew right then and there that there is no way anything in this movie is going to be good. I was disgusted. I was so frustrated yeah. and mad. I was like, how is this even okay? And then when I realized when they get over to Toyland, this was like the doppelganger, like the bizarro version that we had to watch him like almost marry her. Like, are mm. you kidding me? Like, what is going on right now? Yeah. I don't even understand the story. Like, I I don't even know what they were doing with those go-karts driving around. Like, they could walk faster than those things drove around town. <laughs> but I was so, I was so, like, what is going on? I, the first toy, the toy shop scene, I was just, like, mad. I was just over it already. I was actually curious. Maybe this is just, like, old school, but did people actually shop that late on Christmas Eve for gifts? No. No, there's no way. There's no way. I I, mm, I think so. No. I've gone out on Christmas Eve. Really? For, for, for gifts? For your family? Sure. Oh my no. God. Discord, settle this. That's Please. the hottest time to shop. What? Because you, you got the pressure. You need to get something. It's Christmas Eve. The music's pumping. These people at these stores, they want to get home. They don't want to be there. You got that tension. A lot of ten- There's a lot of energy right there. On Christmas Eve, if you want to go shop. Then when you get those gifts, you get home, you're wrapping till 4 a.m. Yeah, sounds like a nightmare. Anyone shopping on Christmas Eve, the energy. I want, I want you in, in prison for a day. You need it. These poor people working on Christmas Eve, I've been there. You don't want to, why make these people work? You know, society's terrible as it is. Now they got to work for this Yahoo at this toy store. How about Drew Barrymore walking from her house to her job? Uh, in a snowstorm in a blizzard nearly, to warn her that a blizzard's coming. Nearly breaking her neck <laughs> on the sidewalk. <laughs> stupid. So she just stupid. ate it and got up. They, they were just, <laughs> keep, keep going, Drew. <laughs> yeah, one one take. There were so many takes in this movie that I felt like they just tried once and they just said, we got to keep going. Yep, that's the one. We're going to just use that no matter what. Yeah, Barnaby was disgusting. Yeah, I mean, you can oh. think this, this whole dream sequence... It, it, it is just Barnaby trying to sexually assault Mary. Like it's disgusting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's gross. It, also, I mean, just the overall vibe of this movie, like you're transported to what you assume is like a dreamlike state for Drew's character where all her family members are in it. The boss is in it. He plays the bad guy, and, but it sucks. Like this dream world, like you can't dream up a cooler place. It's the middle of the afternoon in what looks to be summer in Arizona. And that's where your dreamland is, your toy land. Drew, work a little harder to create something fun. I couldn't get it. Yeah, it's it's literally a set in a field with, <laughs> yeah. with like just like these these like thrown up walls to to show like houses or like this is toy land, but like 
well, like, why does anybody have a mortgage in Toyland? Why is that like the <laughs> crux of what's going on? Her shoe has a mortgage. <laughs> uh, one of my earlier notes. First of all, we I have to give props to Keanu and Drew. They acted their little hearts out in this movie. They yeah. gave it the college try. You know, this is their gig. They're going to just knock it out. And they did, considering what they had to work with. They get into, where I was watching this with Amanda, my dear wife, and Keanu jumps up and is like, oh, my Jeep has four-wheel drive. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, Keanu's got a Jeep just like me? And then he gets into it. I'm like, that's weird. That doesn't look like a Jeep. That's not a Jeep, Keanu. I would have I made them call that what it was. I don't know if that's a forerunner, some kind of little weasel mobile. That's no Jeep. Uh, Drew falls out of the back of it. His Suzuki, I think Grugrek says. He Drew falls out of the back of it. Keanu, <laughs> what are you doing? Get control of your vehicle. The back window just opens up. You have a child back there. I would, I would, I would beat the S out of Keanu for having that vehicle. Was she sitting on the 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 sled in the car? No, I don't know what no. she. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that sled came from. It looked like she was sitting in a seat. She stole they, the sister stole the sled because it was a part of her paycheck or something like that. <laughs> oh, and yeah. gave it to her as a Christmas gift on Christmas That's Eve. Right. I just want to call out that Mel has arrived in Discord. Mel, we we have been waiting for this moment to show your face. You don't worry about what we said earlier. It's in the past. You'll hear it. I will say that the 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 singing I don't know what the song's called. Just the Cincinnati song Ugh. inside the Jeep. I think that was my favorite part of the movie. Um, it was, there's a lot of that's over the top in this movie. Um, but just seeing Drew and Keanu sing their little hearts out as he is just barreling down this road covered in snow. Like, you know, this guy's going to flip this Suzuki, um, but he's just gunning it. And they're just, yeah, they're just built in this song. Um, I, I love that. Like, I thought that that was great. Glorious Cincinnati, queen of Ohio's alpine ski resorts. I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I-Cincinnati, the best town in Ohio, USA. At first they called it Cincy, but since Cincy is so natty, they named it Cincinnati, so they say. Hey, the girls are pretty, pretty in this gritty little city. I didn't care for the other songs, but that was okay. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that the Cincinnati song was real. I couldn't believe it. I was like, is this a song made for the movie or is this some kind of local Cincinnati thing that's real? Because why ever make a song about Cincinnati? People in Cincinnati, I apologize if you're listening to this. I didn't know it was a thing. Uh, Danny, what else is on your list? I didn't write a list. I told you this was, there's, this movie was not worthy of taking any notes down. I had my notepad out ready. And then we got to the toy store scene and I'm like, nope. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing worth writing down for this movie. Everything is atrocious in this. The animals? Can we talk about the animal costumes? No. I, I what almost, was it supposed to be? Were they supposed to be actual living animals or people in, like, mascot costumes? I'm so, I'm so baffled. supposed to be animals. You can see is, the necks of the humans wearing the heads. Yeah. You could see the, the yeah, you could see like the necks of the toy soldiers <laughs> like underneath the helmets. <laughs> it was I just for me the my favorite is part of this is Mr. Miyagi as Santa or whatever, the toy maker. I loved him. 
He looked, oh, yeah, he was I good. wanted to hang out with him. I wanted to be in the toy shop and just hang out with him. But was other he, than that, nothing else. Was he actually Santa? Cause I watched this. I thought he turned, no, I think he like delivers the toys to Santa or something. <laughs> in chat. Someone gets says this Pat, Mar- Pat Marita. He has a name. <laughs> just say what I want. I'll say what I want, Mikey. Uh, yeah, he just paints eyeballs. He's painting an eyeball on a. He paints an eyeball onto that animal. The animal is now blind because oh the Santa toy maker character puts paint on his eyeball. Like, what? Are you crazy right now? It, yeah. What was that thing called, Trella? I'm, so there's there's a so Barnaby has a pet chicken that's mm-hmm. about the size of a three foot toddler, because I imagine that's what was in the suit. Some small child. Charlton Heston's kid. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it's an overgrown mutated chicken with a Cyclops eyeball that can turn into a mirror that allows Barnaby to spy on anyone in Toyland. And then Lisa paints over that eye. Like the raw eye so that it blinds him. <laughs> also, she uses Trella. That scene was amazing. They're all tied up oh and Trella, and then Barnaby releases Trella to eat them. I am, I'm assuming to eat them. And, you know, Trella's doing her best. And then Drew Barrymore is able to, uh, you know, uh, aim herself so that instead of eating her, she cut the Trella cuts the ropes that's bound her. She escapes, helps everyone else escape. And then they, they blind this poor, this poor creature just <laughs> lead it, lead it to a trunk. <laughs> Very disturbing. Uh, the whole time I got to give Drew Barrymore credit. She is a great actress, actor. Like the whole movie. I was like, man, she's good. Like look at what she's working with. And she's, she's still doing really good. Like, I know she has like a troubled history as a young actor in the business, cocaine allegedly as a young person, but she's really good. Alleged. Like we all go through this. <laughs> My favorite line from Drew is the very beginning of this movie where her sister says, I got a Christmas present for you. And Drew says, is it a blender? And her sister says, no. And then Drew says, well, then what is it? Because the only thing that she could imagine getting is a blender as an 11 year old. What was, I must've not been paying attention, but what's her relationship to this family? She's not their daughter. Like what's she doing what is her relation to these people? She's not no. their daughter? No, she is their daughter. Because she doesn't, she, oh, Mel says she is their daughter. Because they kept like talking about her as if they, she wasn't a member of the family. Like she know. referenced to what's her face's mother. But that was her, if that wasn't her mother, why would she say your mother? We're gonna have to watch. She's, <laughs> no. She's just a freak. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, some of my other notes, um, why didn't they just banish Barnaby to start the movie? They made it at the end of the movie. They just like pushed them out of their little plot of land behind six flags. It didn't look like there was any kind of magic involved or any rules. I don't, Matt, you're asking questions, <laughs> but there are one. no answers. I think because they had to have Mr. Miyagi on their side, because remember he was saying like Barnaby deserves a chance like anybody else. And, and it wasn't until that, you know, he saw that the true evil that Barnaby had. He's forcing he a young girl into marriage. And the Everyone toy maker knows. decided that wasn't enough. He's just still painting eyeballs and having his little <laughs> soldier people in the closet moving because they're human beings in soldier costumes. 
And everyone in the town knows Jack loves her and she loves Jack. Why are they allowing this to happen? It's, it's nonsense. How about that grim? And then then Miyagi tried to play the, like, he still has good in his heart or something card at one point. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. This man's a rapist. Barnaby was going to turn around and marry mother goose. Um, at the end, like they mm. were, they were hinting at that they were going to have a relationship. Like Lisa was like lining these two up. She was playing matchmaker. I thought that would have been a, a wonderful ending to have those two come together. Her, <laughs> she was showing a lot of cleavage oh, baby. in, in her. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I noticed it was, well. it was really out of place. If I Number can be titties. honest with you, my son walked in and I thought I was going to have to like fast forward through a few of these scenes, this G rated movie. Mary Contrary was also shown a little flesh as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what network this aired on. I don't know if it was Spice or otherwise at the time made for TV film. The other note There's I was going to say. PBS. <laughs> the other thing, my son came in during the last half of this movie. He was so pissed. He's like, this movie sucks. Like this movie <laughs> is so dumb. He could not have <laughs> art babes in Toyland. Uh, he couldn't have been any more disturbed by what was going on on screen. He laughed so loud when the toy maker sled flew across <laughs> the screen in a straight line in front of the moon. He was aghast as a near 10 year old at what he was saying. Uh, just going down my notes here, please. If, if this movie were to be remade, I would like Sean Astin to play Georgie Porgy. <laughs> Uh, I think he'd be a dead ringer for that role. Maybe when he was younger. Oh, actually, I think he should have been cast mm. at when this happened as Georgie. Josh Pershing. Gad now. <laughs> yeah. No, Josh, Josh Gad's going to do the read through on YouTube using his AirPods <laughs> sound like total dog ass. <laughs> My other, l- let me just see what else I have on this list. Uh, uh, oh yeah. I think I noticed that like Keanu is like third build or fourth build in the opening credits. And I started to be like, oh no. He's barely even in this movie. It was one of those like posters, cover DVD covers that had nothing to actually reference the real movie. Like he was barely even in it. Um, the Toyland song, just absolutely dreadful. When they sing, my note was when they sing that song. God, this sucks. Um, no one knows what wait, Cincinnati wait, the is. The classic like Toyland song. Like there was a few songs that just like popped up out of nowhere and I was like oh god this is terrible no we didn't Chuck asked if we talked about Georgie's pants <laughs> he looked like the penguin the way his like yes. his legs and rear end were shaped in those pants yes so vibes yeah I didn't understand how the people didn't know what Cincinnati was and yet the toy maker knew what like Italy was or Grimm asked if it was like something like an Italian cookie. <laughs> like the references to the outside world were really confusing to me. Uh, tw- yeah, the toy maker knew about Cincinnati and Pete Rose. That was something that struck out at me. Oh my God. The way they talked about Pete Rose. Lord yeah, have mercy. Very strange. Like King of Cincinnati or something. Mm-hmm. Was he? Before he was a cheater or whatever? No, this is 1986. Disgraced he, Pete Rose? He, yeah, he's... <laughs> Yeah, he was primarily a Cincinnati Red. I know, but when was his like gambling scandal? I guess it was around this time, mid '80s, so maybe it was close. Anything else on your list? I mean, I have other things written down, but they're just like random, like thoughts that Let's I had. Run through them. 
All right, I'll just run through them real quick. Um, the commercial cuts in this were hilarious because they're just like obviously yes. cut for commercials. <laughs> <laughs> um, the police bears are useless. I don't know mm. why you even have police yes. at this stage if they're not doing anything. Uh, I don't like were muskets and cannons really necessary <laughs> at the end there. Um, you know, this poor forest. Oh, Barnaby's cave was legit of anything mm. in this. The thing that I thought was most legit was his like creatures that he had. It was giving me like princess bride vibes, mm. um, like from okay. the forest. I was like, okay, I can, you know, I'm down with this. That that was pretty good. Um, could this possibly be the John wick origin story? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen those movies, but Keanu. Um, and then who are the babes in Toyland? Well, I think we, we know. I think know. we know based on the, the fashion conversation. The cleavage. Yeah. Mm. The mm. inappropriate cleave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The movie was inappropriate. I haven't seen um, Princess Bride in a very long time. Is that a cult movie? You could classify that as a cult Excuse movie. Excuse me? Right? Are we talking cults? Are we talking cult movies? Oh, yeah, that's a cult movie. For an upcoming month? I don't know. Stay tuned. Some of my other notes, that's actually most of it. I had one other, the, the marriage at the end of this movie. They sing a song that is just so terrible, but it combines a birthday song, a Christmas mm-hmm. song, and a wedding song into one song. Yeah. I blocked out most of the songs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, golly. Blocked out most of this movie. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. We could have. There was a lot of responses. I referenced it earlier. A lot of social media buzz about this and what we could, we could have done. You know, Christmas Story could have been this episode. Um, I asked on IG some questions about what is the worst movie you've ever seen. So I think maybe we can get to some of those responses. I was inundated in our IG inbox. It was like Danny's DMs when he's selling prints and people don't read the description of when to buy the print and they're DMing him. (laughs) That's what it felt like. All right, that's that's, uh, Babes in Toyland. We have to talk about ratings before we get into our voicemails and letters. We do have some of those. Danny... On your letterbox account, what's the rating going to be for Babes in Toyland? Um, I I was trying to figure out how to make sure that this is the lowest rated movie that I could possibly have on letterbox. So I don't know if I have to leave it at zero stars or just maybe one half star. Uh, but I can't. This is this is a terrible movie. I mean, it's it's absolutely terrible. This is a, this is I'm going to say half star. I guess this is a half star movie. I never want to see this again. Mm. Um, yeah, no, thank you. This was horrific. I, I'm I'm mad at myself for even breaking the uh, voting tie to pick this movie. Mm. I was bamboozled with the fact that Keanu was in it. So um, yeah, no, thank you. Total Half star. bamboozle move. This um, is lower than I would watch every Muppet movie before I'd ever see this again. I don't even know if you can do zero stars. I mean, you could. I have delete, zero delete, stars right now. You can delete stars. I don't know if that classifies as zero stars. Some of the. Some of the friends of the show do have some ratings here. Matthew Zavala has one star. Mm-hmm. Mikey P, one and a half star. Forrest, one star. He calls it a monster piece. Mel, 
Uh, <laughs> I think we have a voicemail from Mel. One star. Because I got to look at Keanu's face. Grugrox 2. Mike Rappin 1.5. Zero stars from Ren Mike D. I'm not even sure mm-hmm. if he finished it. Why would you? That's a good question. I wish I would have watched this with my kids. Because um, I would have liked to gotten have gotten their perspective on this. I think they might have enjoyed this. I think my, this might've hold my held my daughter's attention. Um, also, this is a made for TV movie. So I think you have to give it some grace in that department. But even with that, um, it's pretty poor even for like made for TV. Um, but I don't know. In some ways, I just feel like I have to handicap it for that reason. So mm. I'm going to give it two stars. Jesus Christ. Wow. Handicapped. Two it. stars. Is that what you gave All or Nothing, Chuck's episode? <laughs> yeah. That is the same rating as All or Nothing. I'm going to throw up. I stand by it. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> um, preemptive apology to Chuck when he hears this, if he wakes up from passing out. My rating <laughs> I don't, I don't think I've ever given anything zero stars. I don't, even, I don't know if it's like a classic, like if I could do it physically, technically, but the easy half star. Mm-hmm. This is trash movie. Actually, now that I think about it, when you look at the poster on Letterboxd, it almost looks like Drew is in an earlier version of Midsummer. She's wearing like a flower headdress. <laughs> it's pretty funny looking. <laughs> this was the inspiration of Midsummer. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, um, you know, it is what it is. We'll get into some IG suggestions on what people think their worst movie of all time. I think we got a few Babes and Toyland responses, but for now, we uh, need to venture into our voicemails and letters. If you want to shoot us one, you can go to 70mmpod.com. There's a link to do so. We got a few coming in from our boy, Tim Hamilton, catching mm. up in the uh, backlog. Tim says, hey, 70mm, I'm a dedicated Bat and Spider listener who stops by 70mm now and then to peek in the window. Enjoyed your Spider-Verse episode. Disturbed by your Muppet Carol episode as one of you, I shall not speak his name. Does not like the Muppets? Not even the original show? Disturbing. Say Say my name, Tim. The Ten Commandments. I was also brought up in the church, so I can't watch that again. Not until the lawsuits are settled. Disturbing. <laughs> we'll be watching A Wonderful Life, though. You know Alfalfa oh, yeah. from The Little Rascals is in it, don't you? Yes, he is. See if you can spot him. I wonder if he was one of those kids in the ice scene. Wasn't he Wasn't he young? Uh, was he Jimmy? young Jimmy? Stop it. A connection between... He opens the pool. Oh, my oh yeah. That is him. <laughs> Tim L also follows up a connection between Ten Commandments and Carl Dean Alfalfa, who appears in A Wonderful Life. Carl Dean Switzer was shot to death on the same day Cecil B. DeMille died. Coincidence? That comes from Fact Finder Tim. What the hell? Okay. That is eerie. Let us never speak of that again. I'm getting chilled. This episode. I just, I'm getting chilled up. Do you guys feel that after that revelation? It's cool. There's like some kind Our of temporal. Uh, disturbance that I feel. I'm not sure if anyone else can feel that. Let's check our voicemails out. Hello, 70 millimeter podcast. It's Scotty Young. Oh, no. Not Uh-oh. on my walk. I'm at my office. <laughs> I don't go on the walks as much anymore for two reasons. It's very cold outside, and now I have a Peloton. <laughs> so now 
I'm one of those people who oh, can't no. stop talking about their Peloton. Oh, Just God. To Cut the, the stream. It's a Wonderful Life episode. And um, I, too, saw It's a Wonderful Life for the first time just a few years ago. Somehow I yes. missed it. Um, it's a very, very good movie. But I will have to say, I was frustrated at how much of a Christmas movie it is not. I have seen <laughs> uh, every time a bell rings on Angel Cat that's winning. Mm-hmm. I've seen that scene probably 402 times in my life. <laughs> So I was absolutely waiting for this uh, Christmas movie. Um, I think uh, I'm not even one of the people who thinks Die Hard 2 is a Christmas movie. Thank you. Or Die Hard. Um, I'm not a person who thinks uh, uh, Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate on those people, but I'm just not one of those people. But those movies all feel more like Christmas movies than It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. The cover of every DVD or Blu-ray or thumbnail online has it in front of Christmas trees and ornaments, and it's so Christmas. Mm-hmm. And you watch that movie, and it's just a really good movie about a sad, depressing situation, and um, not about Christmas until you get to the end, and then there's a Christmas tree, and then people are like, "Hey, it's a Christmas movie." So anyway, I gotta go. I gotta go get him a Peloton. <laughs> and, uh, I'm one of those people now. Bye. Scotty Young. You know, I know Thank another you, person that has a Peloton, and I'll tell you what, it's a cult, and they won't stop talking about it. Yeah, I agree. It, it makes you wonder what, where do you draw the line as to what makes a movie a Christmas movie? You know, like how much? I thought you're gonna say where do you draw the line about talking about Peloton? I know, <laughs> but like you know, like how much Christmas do you need? Like, what's mm-hmm. the rule? Yeah. Is it more yeah. of a feeling than it is yeah, like a, a science? Can mm-hmm. someone show me the line? Yeah. <laughs> Do we make the line? We're the only movie podcasts. No. No no podcast had ever tried to, had to determine the line. Thanks for the call, Scotty, as always. Uh, next voicemail. What's up, 70 Mel? This is Forrest calling in. <laughs> Talk about Babes in Toyland, 1986. Shout out to whoever in the village pointed out that this was made for TV. I kind of feel like I should have looked that up beforehand and might have changed I my missed perspective that too. a good bit. This movie was bananas from start to finish. Uh, maybe the thing that stuck out the most to me, other than Barnaby's uh, beautiful black butterfly hat for the wedding, <laughs> what a look, um, was Mary's outfit to start the movie off. I don't think I've ever seen anyone put on that many layers, that much clothing. <laughs> And still look like they're about to freeze to death as soon as they walk out the door. <laughs> anyway, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this monster piece as much as I did. And I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Love you. Bye. Oh my God. Love you, Farz. Is Farz starting a podcast? What kind of rig has he got over there? He's got a rig. He just updated his rig. rig. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, she wore monster she looked like she was piece. wearing a like a pape like a one of those outfits that Catwoman turned into her costume in Batman Returns those like thin leather oh, whatever plastic jacket uh, thanks for the call Forrest we need to get to the mastermind behind this whole episode herself mm-hmm. before we we run off into the night hey it's Mel I would like to apologize <laughs> for suggesting Babes in Toyland 
I still can't believe that it got picked. Um, and I would like to remind everyone that it's Danny's fault that <laughs> you all had to watch this movie. But I would like to offer something as a way to heal from mm. this. Oh, okay. Which is my impression of Gollum <laughs> as Jimmy Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life. <clears throat> <clears throat> this is a very interesting situation, my <laughs> Oh my god. I can't right now. Oh my god. I wonder if she waited until Chuck was out of the room for that or if he was just no way at his Chuck computer was with There's his no eyes way. darting left to right. <laughs> Never been done. I didn't know you could do that two, two, two personas at once. <laughs> oh, Mel. Unreal. Mel does it again. I asked on IG, uh, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? Um, I'll just breeze through. We got a bunch of uh, responses. Someone in uh, Discord just watched this. Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Have you guys seen that? I think whoever watched it gave no. it a terrible review too. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Maybe it was Mel. Uh, we got a vote for Troll 2 followed by Joker. Oh, someone's Some, trying to get at somebody. Something to think about. Mikey P says Nick and Norris is great. Show yourself. Um, Babes in Toyland. Three men and a little lady. Wow. Holiday Inn. Wow. Old Boy 2013. Oh my gosh. Raging Bull. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. Someone wants to fight. Um, should have been a vote between Christmas Story and White Christmas. Well, I would have picked Christmas Story because White Christmas sucks. I don't think I've ever seen White Christmas. Don't All of me. the spoof movies, disaster movie, date movie, etc. Hubie Halloween. Oh. Wow. Hubie's better than Babes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Tiptoes, 20, 2003. Classic cult. Hated movie. Cloverfield. Excuse me? I want them banned. <laughs> banned them. Oh my God. Birdemic. Justice League. Okay, I can see that. Listen, I, I should we just make it official that we're going to do that new Justice League? Oh, God. This podcast that. when that comes out? All four hours Jesus of that? Jesus Christ. The cut. <laughs> Wizard of Oz. <sighs> Is in here. I know a lot of people that hate Wizard of Oz. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it in ages. Nostalgia. Yeah, it's been a long time. Caleb says Last Jedi. Uh, can Can one of you ban Caleb real yeah, quick? Because well, I got to look through this. This uh, is a free country. Caleb, you're gone. A Sound of Thunder. What is that? Uh, that was a movie based on that book. The time travel stuff. Catcher. Uh, co-host of Synodots, Open Water or Prince of Persia? Hmm. I haven't seen either of those. Art says Wizard of Oz kicks off musicals month. Wow. Is art, pro- is art producing right now? Someone art, is. He's looking muscling for a, his way into Art's the producer chair. Art's looking for a gig. And I'll tell you what, Art, you're, so. doing a pretty, you're doing a pretty good job. Dale is squirming right now in the booth. I see it. Dale is sweating in the box right now, the glass box. Uh, Mikey P says, crash, either version. 
<laughs> have I ever talked about Crash in this podcast? Or was you that, have. Um, it's, was it's somewhere in there, Matt. It's bad. Jesus. Danny doesn't want to hear about it. The Other Sister, Anchorman 2, Ava, uh, The Pest. Wait, The Other Sister is not a terrible... What? I've never seen that movie. Giovanni and... Um, Giovanni Ribisi? And I can't remember her name from uh, um, Christmas Story. Spider-Man 3 featuring Juliet, Gerard you, Way Mo. from My Chemical Romance. Ouch. Juliette Lewis. Drawing a blank. Uh, um, I still can't get over this Raging Bull. I might as well DM this person to get some more info. I was just thinking about Raging Bull. I haven't seen that. And I was thinking. Oh, you were thinking? thinking? Well, let oh. me just, before we get to the final segment, just going to brace people. <clears throat> Proto has next pick. And he's not mm-hmm. constrained to any kind of holiday. This is the last episode of December, and we're about to get to it. We don't know anything about it. Um, and one other final vote, and I'm not going to read them all, The Predator 2018. Eesh. Shane Black does it again. Eesh. You know? Hollywood golden boy. So that's that. Do we have anything else to announce before we get to Proto's pick? I guess we should just shout out the responses to the pins. I just want to thank everyone for mm. their support. On our storefront this past month, it's been out of, out of control. Um, and also give props to Danny for having to ship out all that stuff. Mm, thank you. Proto and I Danny. sitting pretty over here, not having it's to ship it. Jack. So that is this episode. But before we wrap up, we have to find out what we're doing next week. Next week, you know, the holiday stuff is behind us. It's time for Proto to tell us where he's going to take us next week. And I believe we'll be recording another another night earlier. Just FYI to folks hanging out in Discord. But Proto, can you help us out here? Not only is this the last pick of December, this is the last movie of 2020 for the 70 wow. millimeter podcast. Um, you know, we just we just covered Babes in Toyland, 1986. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the low point of this show. Um. This is the end of a year. This is all, this has been a hard year for everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're not, we're not going off. We're not ending it in babes and Toyland uh, territory. Um, so I have some personal news. This ties oh. into what's going okay. on here. Um, my little sister is getting married. Uh, oh no. It's supposed to be new year's day. Oh my God. New year's day. She's getting married. And she is marrying, um, actually, one of our patrons. Wait, uh, what? Excuse me. We Wait, have a patron. What? Excuse me. His name, he goes by the name of uh, B. Sandberg. B. Sandberg mm-hmm. in, in the Discord. Congratulations, um, B. Sandberg. He, he is maybe our only uh, film buff here. He actually goes mm-hmm. to a lot of, um, uh, what do they call those? Festivals. What do those film buffs go to? Yeah, Tiffs. film festivals. Yeah. yeah, he goes, he goes to those. Um, so he really loves movies and um, he has actually, he's recommended a movie. So when we've done like, oh, you know, no. recommendations from patrons, there's been one movie that has um, continued to pop up for him. So I thought, what, a, what kind of gift could I give to my future <laughs> brother-in-law? <laughs> Why not pick a movie that is near and dear to his heart? Um, so B. Sandberg, this, this one's for you. Um, he's mentioned this. This is a movie that has actually been, we've talked about all year long. Some of our patrons have watched it. 
and what? they have gave they have given stunning reviews. No one speaks ill of this movie. The movie that we're going to watch that we're going to end 2020 with is the 2000 in the mood for love. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the buzz around this movie is through the roof in my letterbox feed. Mm-hmm. What's, Everybody's wanna, been talking what, about it. Do you want to just give people a taste, a taste of what this movie's about? This is the, this is what's on uh, a letterbox. It says, feel the heat, keep the feeling burning. Let the sensation explode. <laughs> This has a 4.4 on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Holy, Holy moly. I saw, wow, what a pick. I saw these reviews coming through and I was getting nervous. I was like, do I got to see this movie? So now it's happening. It's happening. Is this, yeah. this is on HBO Max. <laughs> HBO Max. HBO Max sponsorship talk. confirmed, Mike says in chat. We can't, Long I can't car, confirm. Why? Yes, Chuck. I can't confirm if we've been in, you know, initial early discussions with the people at HBO Max working something out, but we're just happy to help any way we can. HBO Dale's Max saying to cut it. Sorry, uh, I gotta delete. It. I gotta delete that. <laughs> I gotta cut that out of the, the edit. Out of everyone I follow on Letterbox, not one review dips below four stars. Wow, mm-hmm. is this gonna save 2020 for 70 millimeter? My gosh. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Good pick, Proto. Good job. I'm excited. Very excited. Mm. Aaron, I was really, I, someone said Father the Bride. I was like, oh God, he's picking Father the Bride. There was the like five he's doing Father the Bride <laughs> he's doing it. thoughts in Discord. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, thank you everyone for uh, hanging out with us in Discord. Thanks everyone for subscribing and listening to the show. Thanks to all our new listeners. Um, ever since the pins came out, I know a bunch of uh, new folks have come to discover 70 millimeter and with our babes in Toyland episode, I know a bunch of folks have now left 70 millimeter. Um, so hopefully they return in the near future, maybe after this next episode, Prado, any closing thoughts as we enter the Christmas season and end this episode? Mm, This has been a hard year for a lot of people. This has been a hard episode Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Um, you know, this movie here, uh, but the things that are difficult, uh, you know, they say it only makes you stronger. And I think all of us coming through Babes in Toyland, we're only going to get stronger, closer and love each other a little bit more. So I see a bright future ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Mr. Positivity himself. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks for hanging out. Seventy Millimeter is a VHS Village production and produced by Dale Underscore A, sponsored by Half Double Design. Original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual guidance provided by Protolexis. This episode was mixed and edited by me, Slim. You can support our Patreon for early access to episodes, discounts on prints, a physical membership card mailed to you, and receive an invite to our Discord to talk movies with other villagers. Special thanks to the good people at Letterboxd and for a chance to win a pro Letterboxd account, share the show and tag us on social media at 70 Pod.
Goodbye. This is a very interesting situation, my precious.